Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today is March 28th, 2022, and our first story, leaked emails from Hunter Biden's laptop implicate the Biden family in helping secure funding for U.S. biolab contractors in Ukraine. What is the bigger picture here? It's hard to say. We don't know that weapons were made in Ukraine, but there are biolabs and the media once again caught lying to cover it up. In our next story, Joe Biden's job approval is absolutely in the gutter. In an attempt to attract progressive voters, he announces a ridiculous and impractical tax on people who make $100 million or more. Doesn't seem plausible. In our last story, yeah, yeah, let's talk about Chris Rock getting slapped. I think it was all staged at the Oscars for ratings. If you like the show, leave us a good review and give us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. We were told that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian propaganda, disinformation. Big tech, social media companies, and the media suppressed the story. The New York Times has since confirmed, rather recently, the laptop is authentic, the emails are real. About a month or so ago, in the past several weeks, we got a story about biolabs in Ukraine. Immediately, the media sprung to action saying, this is Russian disinformation. And anyone who talked about it was smeared as spreading Russian disinformation, very similar to what happened with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Then Victoria Newland, Undersecretary of State, testified before the Senate that there are bio labs in Ukraine and the U.S. is concerned Russia will gain control of them. Another story that emerged that Hunter Biden was helping secure funding for secret bioweapons research labs. The media said, it's all Russian propaganda. And of course, Tucker Carlson is pushing out this propaganda. And so are all these podcast hosts. And it's a lie. It's all a big manipulation. We now have this story from the New York Post. Hunter Biden helped secure funds for a U.S. biolab contractor in Ukraine, according to emails reviewed by the New York Post. Now, perhaps that's not specific enough. This story from the Daily Mail. 
Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding for U.S. contractor in Ukraine specializing in deadly pathogen research, laptop emails reveal, raising more questions about the disgraced son of then vice president. The story here is how the media manipulates what this really means for the Biden family and to what degree Joe Biden is further implicated in the goings on in Ukraine. Do we have evidence that Hunter Biden was funding bioweapons research? Aha, there's the line. That's how they try to get you. Now, I never said they were funding bioweapons. I never said there were bioweapon labs. But the media, of course, is claiming I was pushing a conspiracy theory when, in fact, I was just reading the New York Post, the Daily Mail, when I was just watching C-SPAN. It's kind of crazy how that works out, isn't it? They take what you say, they add words to it, and then say you're wrong or pushing propaganda. But it seems every few months, it turns out these fake news stories turn out to be true. Now, we don't have any confirmation on bioweapons labs, but based on the track record of the mainstream media, I wouldn't be surprised if in a month or two, it turns out these were actually bioweapons research labs. Of course, right now, what we know Ukraine has biolabs. Sure. I mean, who doesn't? Lots of people do. I should say lots of countries do. Do they produce weapons? Well, it's being reported that there are deadly pathogens in many of these labs. It's not for weaponization. It's for biothreat reduction, meaning they're trying to do experiments on deadly pathogens, not for weaponization. Russia is claiming it's weaponization because they need a justification for their war. Right now, we don't have that evidence. We do have evidence that Hunter Biden was involved in securing funds for at least one contractor. We know that Hunter and Joe Biden shared a bank account. Let me not even bury the lead on this one. The Daily Mail says emails reveal Hunter and Joe Biden shared bank accounts and paid each other's bills. And it all wraps back to the perfect phone call Trump had with the president at the time. I believe it was Zelensky. When Trump said, what's going on with this, you know, Joe Biden threatening to withhold guaranteed loan packages. Joe Biden claimed he didn't know what his son was doing in Ukraine and didn't have anything to do with his son's business dealings. Yet, coincidentally, as a prosecutor was investigating the company where Hunter Biden worked, Joe Biden flew out to Ukraine and told them, fire the prosecutor. All of this ties back to Joe Biden. Now, is it hard proof of illegal activity? No, but it certainly warrants an investigation, doesn't it? At the very least, there's a very serious conflict of interest among the Biden family. Let me read for you the hard details on what this means and the connections with Joe Biden. And then I'm going to spend time breaking down how the media has lied to you about all of this. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work as a member you will get access to exclusive episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast available only on our website Monday through Thursday at at 11 p.m. But you'll also be keeping all of our employees employed. You'll be helping fund our journalists. This is how we basically run the company through subscriptions and memberships. When you are a member, you are making sure that these articles can be written. The news is being investigated and our other content like Tales from the Inverted World gets supported. But don't forget to also smash that like button right now. Subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already and take the URL from up top, share it wherever you can or click the share button, post it wherever you can. Sharing is the most powerful way to help support the work we do. With that being said, let's read this story from the New York Post. 
Hunter Biden helped secure funds for U.S. biolab contractor in Ukraine. Russia's assertion that President Biden's son Hunter was financing biological laboratories in Ukraine was based in truth, according to emails reviewed by the Post. Now, I will pause for just a moment because there is an ellipsis here. And what you need to understand is that Russia may have based a claim in truth. Russia's claiming that Hunter Biden was helping secure funding for biological weapons. All right. So I don't know, you know, if that's true. But let me read. Let me read. They say a trove of emails on Hunter Biden's infamous laptop, the existence of which was exclusively reported by the Post in October 2020, found that he played a role in helping a California defense contractor analyze killer diseases and bioweapons in Ukraine. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now it's getting interesting. Moscow has claimed that secret American biological warfare labs in Ukraine were a justification for its unprovoked invasion of the neighboring country last month. It doubled down in the accusations Thursday, claiming the labs produced biochemical weapons at the, Hunter Bi- at the Biden family's behest. U.S. President Joe Biden himself is involved in the creation of biolaboratories in Ukraine. Russia's state Duma speaker, Via- Vyacheslav Volodin, said, An investment fund run by his, uh, his son, Hunter Biden, funded research and the implementation of the United States military biological program. It is obvious that Joe Biden, and his fa- as his father, as head of state, was aware of the activity. I don't know exactly what Joe Biden was aware of. I want to be careful there. They did share bank accounts and they did pay each other's bills. And Hunter Biden's you know, business partners and associates were working on Joe Biden's taxes. So it's all one big family right there, right? When they say United States military biological program, that doesn't mean they're talking about weapons. Let's be very, very careful here. U.S. intelligence officials had earlier dismissed Russia's messaging as war propaganda, ex- explaining that Ukraine's network of biological labs dedicated to pathogen research were not secret and had been pub- and, and had publicly received funding from Washington. However, Russia's new claim that the First Sun's investment fund was involved in raising money for biolab projects in Ukraine was accurate, according to emails involving Hunter Biden's dealing in Ukraine, first obtained by The Post and initially reported by The Daily Mail Friday. Now, you see what they did there? They say... What do they say? Russia's new claim that the first investment, the first son's investment fund was involved in raising money for biolab, biolab projects was accurate. Again, very different as to say they were making weapons. Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners invested 500000 in the San Francisco pathogen research company Metabiota and raised millions more through firms that included Goldman Sachs, according to emails found on the computer, which is obtained by a, at a Delaware repair shop. Hunter introduced Metabiota to officials at Burisma, the Ukrainian gas company where he was a board member for a science project, in quotes, involving biolabs in Ukraine. A memo from a Metabiota official to then Vice President Sun in 2014 said the company would assert Ukraine's cultural and economic independence from Russia. We can see here in this photo, the speculation around President Biden being aware of Hunter Biden's activity prompted Vyacheslav Volodin to demand a U.S. congressional investigation. Metabiota Vice President Mary Gutierrez also wrote to Hunter about geopolitical issues involving the company's research in the former Soviet Republic in April 2014, two months after Russia invaded and annexed the Crimea region. Quote, as promised, I prepared the attached memo, which provides an overview of Metabiota, our engagement in Ukraine, and how we can potentially leverage our team, networks, and concepts to assert Ukraine's cultural and economic independence from Russia and continued integration into Western society. Days later, Burisma executive Vadim Pozharsky 
wrote to Biden about a, as you called, science Ukraine project. Whoa. He wrote to Biden? Which Biden? That's very, very important. We're dealing with two. As I understand, the Metabiota was a subcontract to principal contractor of the DOD B&V engineering firm Black & Veatch. His email read, what kind of partnership Metabiota is looking for in Ukraine? The U.S. awarded $23.9 million in Metabiota later in 2014, with $307,091 allocated for a Ukrainian research projects. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Government spending records showed the younger Biden bragged to investors that his company organized funding for Metabiota and helped it get new customers, including government agencies. BNV has <clears throat> had been commissioned in 2010 by the Defense Threat Reduction Agency to build a lab in Odessa to enhance the government's existing surveillance system to detect, report and respond to bioterror attacks, epidemics and potential pandemics. Interesting. Marco Rubio asked Victoria Newland. If there was a bio attack, is there any doubt in your mind that this would be Russia? And so there's no doubt it would be Russia. It's in line with what these labs were doing. And right now, other than just not trusting the media and the government, I have no reason to believe the U.S. was building weapons. In fact, it stands to reason the labs were intending to detect biological threats. It could be that Hunter Biden was helping secure funds for bio labs in the U.S. bio lab threat reduction program. I've never said anything otherwise. I don't know exactly what was going on at these labs other than they exist. Now, I certainly think Vladimir Putin is trying to exploit the situation, claim they're worse than they are for the sake of justifying his invasion. They're going to say Hunter Biden's ventures raised the eyebrows of a former CIA officer. Quote, his father was the vice president of the United States and in charge of relations with Ukraine. So why was Hunter not only on board on the board of a suspect Ukrainian gas firm? but also hooked them up with a company working on bioweapons research, Sam Fettis told the Daily Mail. Again, you better be careful about saying bioweapons or threat reduction. Perhaps there's some argument that they're making about the nebulous nature between bioweapons research. We weren't saying we were making bioweapons. We were researching their bioweapons. Sure, maybe. You got to be more precise with that language. It's an obvious Russian propaganda attempt to take advantage of this, 
but it doesn't change the fact that there does seem to be something that needs to be explored here. I agree with that. Why is Hunter Biden in the middle of all this? Why is the disgraced son of the vice president at the heart of this, the guy with no discernible skills and a coke habit? Hunter Biden 52 remains under federal investigation for possible tax fraud. The probe broadened in 2018 to look into how his international business dealings as a lobbyist and investor dovetailed with his father's political career. He has denied allegations of impropriety. In this story from the Daily Mail, they say the Russian government held a press conference Thursday claiming that Hunter Biden helped finance a U.S. military bioweapons research program in Ukraine. However, the allegations were branded a brazen propaganda ploy to justify President Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and so discord in the U.S. But emails and correspondence obtained by the Daily Mail from Hunter's abandoned laptop show the claims may well be true. The emails show Hunter helped secure millions of dollars of funding for Metabiota, a Department of Defense contractor specializing in research on pandemic-causing diseases. He also introduced Metabiota to an allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas firm, Burisma, for a science project involving high biosecurity-level labs in Ukraine. The president's son and his colleagues invested 500000 in Metabiota through their firm, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. They raised several million dollars of funding for the company from investment giants, including Goldman Sachs. Imagine this. Your dad's the vice president. You have an idea of what's happening in Ukraine. You go to your company and say, hey, why don't you guys invest in this other company? They say, sure. Before anything's formalized, you've already invested in this company. The new round of investment and a new customer, Ukraine, immediately drives up the value. Seems like a good investment on your part. It all seems absolutely suspect. What I find fascinating here is this story from March 25th at 9 a.m. The story from the Daily Mail about Hunter Biden and the deadly pathogen research is from 1515 Eastern Daylight Time. So 315, 25th March. And then this story, 925, 25th March. It would seem the Daily Mail should have issued a correction. In the earlier story, the Daily Mail reports, Russia ramps up their wild propaganda campaign by claiming Hunter Biden is secretly funding bioweapons labs in Ukraine and bankrolling anthrax production. Yet y'all just reported this a few hours later. Hunter Biden did help secure millions in funding. Okay. All right. It's the weapons angle. It's, the, it's saying the word weapons. That's how they get you. Fine. Take a look at this from the Daily Mail. Let's not talk about weapons. Let's talk about, was Joe Biden getting kickbacks, benefiting from the work his son was doing in a country his son had no business being in? Was Hunter Biden a proxy for Joe Biden's corruption, in my opinion? Yes. The Daily Mail reports, Joe Biden could become embroiled in the FBI's probe into Hunter's finances, experts say. Emails reveal they shared bank accounts, paid each other's bills, and the president may have even funded his son's 2018 drug and <coughs> lady of the night addiction. <coughs> Emails from the Hunter Biden abandoned laptop obtained by Daily Mail reveal Joe and Hunter Biden shared bank accounts and paid each other's bills. The president may, may have already inadvertently, uh, inadvertently funded his son's 2018 drug and adult situation binge. Emails between Hunter and Eric Sherwin, his business partner at consultancy Rosemont Seneca, show Schwerin was working on Joe's taxes. The claim raises serious questions about whether funds from the joint accounts were used for Hunter's May 2018 week-long bender. Last December, Hunter admitted in a public statement that he was under federal investigation over his tax affairs. A former federal prosecutor tells the Daily Mail that if money was flowing between Hunter and his father, 
that could make Joe a target of the probe. The FBI and IRS probe is reportedly also looking into Hunter's foreign business dealing relation, business relationships and the potential for money laundering charges. Okay. Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners was acquiring funding for these uh, bio, bio research facilities. Joe Biden shared a bank account with Hunter and Rosemont Seneca business partners were doing Joe Biden's taxes. I'm sorry, man. I think this absolutely 100% implicates Joe Biden in trying to get kickbacks. I think he is playing a dirty, disgusting, and dangerous game. And I think regular people not paying attention are condemning the rest of us who are. Well, you can see over here on the right, he braced for the hit before it came. Oscars viewers claim moment Will Smith struck Chris Rock was fake. Yes. Please debate whether or not the story was fake and leave the hard political conversations to those who care about it. If you care about Chris Rock and Will Smith, by all means, man, talk about whatever you want. But you voted for Joe Biden. Why? Let's talk about fake news, because this is why. March 11th, the Associated Press reports China amplifies unsupported Russian claim of Ukraine biolabs. Really? They say, as Russia intensifies its assault on Ukraine, it's getting a helping hand from China and spreading inflammatory and unsubstantiated claims. The U.S. is financing biological weapons labs in Ukraine. Ah, okay. Weapons being key word. But they don't put the word weapons in the headline. This is probably on purpose. Because when I say something like there's biolabs in Ukraine, undoubtedly, They're going to take this video and claim that I was saying something I never said. In fact, refuted. Bioweapons? Show me the proof. Biolabs? They're there. Take a look at this from the New York Times. Theory about U.S.-funded bioweapons labs in Ukraine is unfounded. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about the theory about U.S.-funded biolabs in Ukraine? You know, get rid of the word weapons. Prominent conservative voices have mischaracterized remarks from American officials to amplify baseless claims by Russian state media. I I just don't care. You know, I'm just, these people are so duplicitous. How the false Russian biolab story came to circulate among the U.S. right. Here's one. Tucker Carlson surprises no one by parroting new Russian conspiracy theory. All right. Did, Joe, did, did Tucker Carlson say something specifically wrong? Or is this a big lie? I'd err on the side of it's a lie. From the Brookings Institute. Popular podcasters spread Russian disinformation about Ukraine biolabs. What disinformation did I spread, Brookings? Sounds like y'all are posting disinformation. Because the initial report I did on all of this was that likely not true. Take a look at this, their little graph. We've got um, Bannon's War Room. They say egregiously five episodes supporting Number of times podcast series discussed the Ukraine bioweapons narrative. They say I supported two times the bioweapons narrative, but I never did. This is a false statement of fact. And this is what's so frustrating about how the political space operates. I've repeatedly refuted it. Why would they give Ben Shapiro saying he said it one time and refuted it? When so did I. How many times do I need to say there are there are labs in Ukraine where they're for bio threat reduction there's no evidence they're making weapons there. And they come out and claim I'm pushing bioweapons. It's almost like their real goal is to lie to you. Call that fake news. Here's the evidence. I'm literally saying in this episode and the last episode I did, the one they're calling out, I said, they're not bioweapons labs. 
but that's the point. My, my grievance with the media is that they're calling the truth a lie. Is Ben Shapiro's video him saying there are no biolabs and you're all crazy? Because there are. How insane is this? It's just fascinating. Fact check says USA Today, false claims of U.S. biolabs in Ukraine tied to Russian disinformation campaign. I never even said they were U.S. I said, according to embassy.gov, the U.S. says they built two BSL-2 labs in Ukraine for, for consumer protection and food. That's it. That's all I ever said. In fact, I didn't even say it. Read it off their own website. It's amazing how the media lies, isn't it? Take a look at this from NPR. They highlight Victoria Newland. They say, Another key moment for the spread of the false bioweapon narrative came during the testimony of Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, Victoria Newland, before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee earlier this month. Under questioning by Senator Marco Rubio, Newland affirmed Ukraine has biological research facilities and that the U.S. is concerned that Russian forces may seek to gain control of them. Almost immediately afterward, Newland also stated, there is no doubt in my mind that if a biological weapon is used in Ukraine, it would be the work of Russia, not Ukraine or its allies. And they go to mention Tucker Carlson, blah, 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 blah. Moscow notches a win in the information war. It's, it's quite incredible. I simply quoted what she said. Biological research facilities, they're scared Russia's going to get them. Why are they scared Russia's going to get them? Could it be that even if they're not making weapons, which again, no evidence suggests they are, pathogens there could be released on accident in the conflict, and it's a bad thing. It's also a bad thing that there was shelling at a nuclear power plant, right? Well, the media has no shame. From Politico, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former intel officials say. By Natasha Bertrand, boy, was this op-ed wrong. Now, Politico, why didn't you label this piece an opinion piece? Because if your news outlet goes to a bunch of experts and asks for their expert opinion, then what you have is an opinion piece. You know, commonly uh, uh, misattributed with analysis, but uh, yeah, you published an op-ed. And you didn't label it an op-ed. Opinions aren't news. Oh, here we go. The New York Post, March 18th. GOP fury at big tech and Democrats after New York Times admits Hunter Biden laptop is real. But I thought the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. That's what they said. Joe Biden said it. Jen Psaki said it. And when you fact check that claim, they say everybody was operating off of expert opinions. I don't care about your opinions. Opinion pieces are not fact pieces. Do we know a thing happened and do we have proof? Did someone say, think it might have been Russia? Sounds like it, but we got no evidence. And that's a fact check for you. It's amazing. For decades, the Biden family has cashed in on Joe's government assistance. Cotton added in a subsequent tweet. Even today, Hunter Biden is getting paid millions for his artwork in a corrupt arrangement blessed by the White House. Truly is remarkable. How about this one? My NBC 15 journalists lose face after New York Times confirms Hunter Biden emails not Russian disinformation. So you, so I'm supposed to go and just believe everything you say now. You wonder why it is we do not believe you is why. Here you go. March 10th from Salon. Conservatives duped by Russian disinformation campaign. U.S. is holding bioweapons in Ukraine. Yeah, sure. I don't know which conservatives, nor do I care. Don't put my name in your popular podcast list when I am refuting Russia's bioweapons narrative. And I don't know how many times I got to say it. I believe that Vladimir Putin and the Russians are exaggerating and lying 
about the severity of what these bio research facilities are for the labs in order to justify their invasion. A casus belli, as it were, why Russia must invade. The funny thing is, again, as I've said 80 times, Vladimir Putin hasn't made any demands as it pertains to these biolabs, simply that they give up the eastern region, Crimea, and they don't join the EU or NATO. Well, if you were concerned about bioweapons, wouldn't you say stop making bioweapons? Oh, Russia doesn't actually care about that. Why? Because they're likely lying. Do we have proof of their intent? No. But I absolutely love this. I wonder what they, uh, uh, if they ever mention me, they say, of the 13, 13 podcast series that promoted the Biolabs narrative, seven devoted multiple episodes to the conspiracy theory. One series of Charlie Kirk show, which is hosted by Charlie Kirk, covered the disinformation narrative five times in 10 days. At the time these episodes aired, Kirk's show was among the top four podcast series on Apple's top shows in the category of news behind podcasts from authoritative media outlets like the New York Times, blah, blah, blah. Bannon's War Room podcast, hosted by former President Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, devoted segments in five episodes to the story. With its episode on March 8th, Bannon's show was the first popular series in our data set to promote the conspiracy. Bannon's show claims to have been downloaded over 135 million times and ranked second in the politics category on Apple. Now, I'm assuming that means across all episodes, you know, not uh, just one episode. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today. And discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. The false theories these podcasts push about the existence of U.S.-supported biological weapons capabilities in Ukraine frequently draw on COVID-19 conspiracies. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm just I'm just for obvious reasons frustrated by it, because clearly I can say it 50 million times that it's not true. I've never said it was true. And they just keep lying. I wonder what it is. What should I do? What do I do? Do I got to sue these people? Do I got to do I have to do this? Does me saying over and over again? It's not true. I did not say that there's no bioweapons. It's incredible. In fact, the one thing I've absolutely stated in every segment I've done about this is that the initial maps they showed of Ukraine's biolabs and Russian strikes don't even line up properly. But here we go. I think the goal here, if you were to ask me, is to prevent people, new people, from watching my video. Well, I'm giving you the truth or the truth to the best of my abilities. I'm breaking down the information, fact checking, and then disseminating that information. Some people call that journalism. I'm also giving you my opinions on it. So it's a bit of punditry. But they like it. 
the establishment. When someone says something crazy, it's a crazy conspiracy. That's why I really detest conspiracy theories, because you get someone who comes out and says pizza, this pizza, that. And you easily make you, you make it so difficult for regular people to actually look into real news. Jesse Smollett, when Jesse Smollett happened and I came out and said, this sounds like bunk BS. If you can convince regular people that I'm pushing the insane theories when I'm not, they won't watch and get the truth. Now, I don't know about this, this graph. They say Ted Cruz aired it without endorsing. Rubin supported it. Michael Savage supported it. Glenn Beck supported it. They say uh, Sebastian Gorka supported it. They say I supported it twice. Daniel Hor- Horwitz twice. They say Michael Knoll supported it three times. Jack Posobiec three times. Dan Bongino four. Charlie Kirk supported it four times, but talked about it five and, D- and Bannon five times. How do I know any of that's true? For all I know, every one of these people said we don't have weapons of bio. We, we don't have evidence of bioweapons. We do have an implication of the Biden family. I'm just quoting two different NewsGuard certified sources. And therein lies the challenge. You got a problem with what I've said? Always NewsGuard certified. The New York Post is considered certified 69.5 out of 100. The Daily Mail is certified, and that's 64.5 out of 100. NewsGuard says that this is uh, um, generally maintains basic standards of credibility and transparency with significant exceptions. Okay. If you want to say they, they typically are correct, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this too, because the score isn't what matters. Green checkmark does not repeatedly publish false content. Okay. The Daily Mail, green checkmark does not repeatedly publish false content. Okay. What am I supposed to do when the New York Times confirms the existence of a laptop that, let's just go, that Politico runs a story saying fake news. And Politico is a 100 out of 100 for NewsGuard. A NewsGuard certified source was wrong. The New York Times was wrong. Heavens. Why isn't NewsGuard coming after these outlets saying, hey, that was fake news you published. So the point is, they'll try to convince people not to watch this show. That's why I need your help to smash the like button, share that URL, share, share clips or whatever, share the Tim Pool Daily Show on iTunes, Spotify, and whatever. Tell people like you've never even bothered listening to one episode. All of the sources are NewsGuard certified. NewsGuard is a certification that is biased, in my opinion, for the left. Like I said, Politico got this story so wrong. How many stories did they get wrong? The Washington Post, green checkmark, Covington kids. CNN, green checkmark, Covington kids. Jussie Smollett, Hunter Biden laptop. They got it all wrong. Michael Brown, they got wrong. Hands up, don't shoot, did not happen. Trayvon Martin, they got it wrong. Zimmerman is not a white man and he was on the ground being pummeled. All of this has been later corrected and published. Yet we are still living at the behest of a media that would lie almost every single day. And here we are in the midst of the reality of those lies. The Joe Biden and Hunter Biden shared bank accounts. And Joe Biden is now president, an extremely corrupt individual, in my opinion, whose son was his intermediary for dirty business dealings in Ukraine. And they impeached Trump over it. Yet here we are. Biden given another dire approval rating on his Putin response. Majority say president hasn't been tough. 85% fear the U.S. will be drawn into a conflict with Russia. Yeah, I certainly uh, agree with that. I think the reason we're going to be drawn to this conflict is because people don't know the truth, because the media has been doing a terrible job, either intentionally, maliciously, or an accident, 
or these individual journalists just want to post clickbait. Large majority of Americans are concerned the U.S. will be drawn to the Ukraine conflict from TimCast.com. It's remarkable. How do we navigate ourselves out of these lies? I don't know. Powerful special interests right now seek to destroy what we are building at TimCast.com. Go look at my Twitter. Maybe you'll see something interesting. Go to, uh, you know, uh, TimCast on Twitter. It's not just about news. It's about many other things related to what we're building and, peop- and, and seemingly powerful interests doing what they can to try and strike us down. They lie about what we say. We only seek to provide the truth. We issue corrections, tons of corrections. We are transparent on all of the articles. I regularly criticize our own articles and tell them, hey, you got to fix this. You got to update that. Yet they'd claim my show was producing lies or supporting conspiracy theories. I find that fascinating because of how much I despise conspiracy theories, how much I often say I want evidence, even if it means me saying there were no biolabs at all. Then we learned there were biolabs. I was like, oh, wow, I was wrong about that one. Isn't that funny? My initial story on this, I was outright saying there weren't even biolabs because the media was like, it's just not true. They don't line up. It seems like a wild theory. There's no evidence. Then I read the government website on BSL2 labs they built and I went, oh, okay, so there are biolabs. I don't know anything about weapons, though. They just lie. I hope we don't go to war, man. And I hope you're paying attention, too, because food shortages are coming. And if you're not following what's happening, you could be left high and dry. But I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl for our live show. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Last night at the Oscars, which I'm sure all of you were watching... Will Smith walked up to comedian Chris Rock and slapped him in the face over a joke Chris Rock made about Will Smith's wife when he said he's he's looking forward to seeing G.I. Jane. And it's because Jada Pinkett Smith's head's shaved. She's battling alopecia, which is an autoimmune disorder, which makes your hair fall out. Will Smith then screamed, keep my wife's name out yo effing mouth. Chris Rock is all like, it was a G.I. Jane joke. And Will Smith repeats himself. But the big question is, actually, there's a lot of questions here. First and foremost, you can see here on the right side of the screen, I have this tweet pulled up showing, you know, Will Smith standing in front of Chris Rock. And then you can see what's happening. Ukraine will not open humanitarian corridors on Monday due to warnings of Russian provocations along the routes. You know, I tweeted, maybe people should argue more over this than politics. If you don't know anything about Ukraine, Russia, or whatever's going on internationally, maybe this is the arena for you. There are a lot of people that play tribal politics over very serious things like the vaccine mandates, taxation, or war in Ukraine. I very much prefer that people are arguing over what's happening at the Oscars than very serious political issues because... Maybe it's people who care about the political issues legitimately and genuinely who should be solving those problems and debating them and not people who are more concerned over whether or not Will Smith's honor was besmirched by a comedian. And so this is the this is the big trend this morning. Something like a million or two million tweets about what happened at the Oscars. The big question is, however, well, actually, I shouldn't even say that because there's several questions. One, was this staged? That's what everybody's asking. You look at the ratings for the Oscars, you look at the reactions, it certainly feels staged to me. They didn't throw Will Smith out of the Oscars. Chris Rock is not pressing charges. It all just feels very strange to me. I don't care who you are. 
if you get up on, on, on television and smack someone in the face, the host, yo, they at least ask you to leave, right? They at least get a security guard, right? None of that happened. Now, some people are saying the real reason Will Smith smacked Chris Rock is because, well, the other thing that's trending is, um, actually, let me, let me see if I can, uh, do I have this here? This guy, uh, King Doob on, on Twitter uh, tweets, Will Smith was able to trend twice at the same time. Hashtag cuck and Will Smith are both trending. Uh, Will Smith's trending. Yeah, a lot of people are calling Will Smith a cuck because his wife wants to be with other men, was in an entanglement, and then he agreed to, open, to an open relationship. In the, uh, in the ceremony, in the, in the, in the video on the, of the Oscars, you can see Will Smith is actually laughing at the joke before walking up and smacking Chris Rock, which is why I believe there is a good probability the whole thing was staged. But then, I, you know, I got to be honest. After seeing Chris Rock's reaction, and his, he, he was kind of struggling to get his composure back, it may be real. But then there's another thing to consider. In rehearsals, none of this happened. And these jokes are all pre-written, right? Maybe. Let's, 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 let's read about what happened and get into the cultural issues because uh, the cultural issue here is the use of violence against someone who makes a joke. And that's where it gets interesting. Because, of course, the woke crowd, here we have this tweet from Get Her Jade on Twitter. 4,500 retweets. Chris Rock's joke, one joke, was rooted in misogynoir, okay, texturism and ableism, degrading a black woman in a room full of her peers on live TV. The fact y'all don't see that as violent is beyond me. And therein lies the culture war debate. Chris Rock was being violent. Get her, Jade, goes on to say, jokes are not violence. Minstrel shows were just jokes. Blackface is just jokes. Please stop with the BS. Hey, it's good to have uh, uh, some, some uh, celebrity gossip going on, but there actually is an interesting culture war um, question here. Is it joking? Uh, is it violence? Now, I, of course, think Chris Rock shouldn't have been hit. I also don't trust the Oscars considering their ratings are in the gutter. But let's read through this. TimCast.com reports Chris Rock declines filing police report after being slapped by Will Smith at Oscars on stage. The Los Angeles Police Department has said that Chris Rock declined to file a police report after being slapped by Will Smith on the Oscar stage. Check this out. Let's see. The official LAPD statement is LAPD investigative entities are aware of an incident between two individuals during the Academy Awards program. The incident involved one individual slapping another. The individual involved has declined to file a police report. If the involved party desires a police report at a later date, LAPD will be available to complete an investigative report. I call shenanigans. The police do not need anyone to file a report in order for there to be criminal charges. They need only evidence. The reason why police often will not file a, a process you and then seek charges, because I think it's the DA who formally files charges. If, if the complaining witness or the victim doesn't want to file a report, typically the police do not pursue charges because they have no evidence. If you're walking down the street and someone walks up to you and punches you and the police see it and they say, whoa, 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 we're going to arrest this guy. If the victim says, I don't want him arrested, I'm not filing charges. The police here, you have no witnesses. You have no evidence other than your own statement. And they'll be like, okay, fine, whatever. No paperwork for me. No one seems to be upset about it. It could also just be that. Do we really need to waste time and effort when people clearly don't care? Considering this was on TV, considering this is going to have an impact on the future Oscars security, 
I'm surprised the police weren't like, it doesn't matter what Chris Rock says. We all watched that happen. Some people have pointed out the Oscars could say it's a TV entertainment. It's, there's no real crime. And the police would be like, oh, okay, it's TV entertainment. There's some really interesting problems with all of that. I mean, you look at what happened with Alec Baldwin, right? And this, and this does sort of overlap. Alec Baldwin pointed a loaded gun at a woman, pulled the hammer back, and fired the gun, or firing the gun, depending on who you believe. Bullet was ejected, entered the chest of, of the cinematographer killing her. And he hasn't been arrested. Why? It was on a movie set. Oh, it must have been an accident. That, to me, is insane. This idea that you can just be like, hey, we're filming a movie. Why don't you come out of here? And then what? Shoot somebody? No. Alec Baldwin should have been arrested. Will Smith should absolutely be charged. That's, a, that's battery. I don't know. You know, I, I, that's definitely assault and battery, at least by Illinois standards. I don't know about California. So take a look. This is, this is, this is interesting. The Daily Mail reports inside Will and Jada's tumultuous and very unconventional 25-year marriage, rumors of open relationship, same-sex entanglement, and denials of infidelity. I got to say, it's entirely possible that Will's, this wasn't staged. Will Smith is just, he's, he's a cuck. He's like deeply hurt, weak. Some people are saying he stood up for his woman, for her honor and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, he didn't. He laughed at her. No, for real. He laughed at her in the video. Let me see. I don't know if I have the actual video. In the beginning, Chris Rock makes the joke and Will Smith is just laughing. And then you see Jada Smith kind of like go somber. And then Will Smith gets up. She probably said, Will. And he went, okay. Because he just does what he's told. Take a look at this. From September 28th, 2021, Will Smith confirmed he and Jada Pinkett Smith have an open relationship and admitted she's never believed in a conventional marriage a year on from that entanglement drama. Marriage for us can't be a prison, and I don't suggest our road for anybody. Okay. Well, so everybody's basically saying that dude's a cuck. And maybe that's what really pissed him off. Or maybe it's all just a stage. It's all just an act. I don't know. The Academy Awards have issued a a statement here. Actually, I think I have it uh, here with the Daily Wire. The Academy does not condone violence of any form. Tonight, we are delighted to celebrate our 94th Academy Award winners who deserve this moment of recognition from their peers and movie lovers around the world. All right. Here's the Hollywood Reporter's Oscars evaporating ratings chart. We can see that in 2011, 37.9 million viewers. That's amazing, right? 18, 8, 11.8 between 18 to 49. Key demo. In 2014, they hit 43.7 million. Really interesting. However, in 2021, just last year, only 10.4 million, down more, down around 55, 60% from the prior year. But take a look at this. 5.3 million key demo viewers. In 2021, 2.1 key demo viewers. The ratings from 2020 to 2021 are the worst we've seen in a very long time. It's interesting, isn't it? So I suggest this may have just been staged. I don't know for sure, but this is what they do. These Hollywood stunts, these PR stunts. No one's being charged with the crime. It's all TV entertainment. Ah, they're doing drama BS. Will Smith is going to get a bunch of name recognition. His name is trending like crazy. So is Chris Rock. Chris and Will with like a million tweets around it. Now everyone's talking about the Oscars, something nobody watched. And 
There's this stupid line people are saying. They're like, it wouldn't be staged because no one knew it was going to happen. You know, it was organic. And I'm just like, yo, they're trying to generate buzz around the Oscars for next year. They know no one's watching it right now. They have the ratings from 2021. The ratings from 2022 are probably going to be substantially worse. Maybe only around a million people watched it. However, if they can now smack in all of the earned press, earned press meaning all of these news outlets, dumb, all these different news outlets and stories coming out, free promotion, moronic, stupid YouTubers wasting their time talking about this. I mean, if you're, if you're on YouTube or do a podcast and you're talking about this, you must be really dumb. Yeah, I'm, ha- I'm half kidding, but truth be told, because what, this is the point. They want to generate attention for themselves. Next year, people are going to be like, yeah, I, I do want to turn in. Maybe someone will get smacked. There's a joke. Let me, let me see. I have this uh, from, the, from the Daily Wire. Who was it? I think it was uh, Clay Travis. He said, where is Chris Rock? Is he still backstage? Was kind of hoping he would come out with a folding chair and hit Will Smith during the acceptance speech. Clearly a joke. Mocking uh, world wrestling entertainment. Stephen Smith, total BS by Will Smith. If his night is ruined because of this, he deserves it. This man has Denzel and Bradley Cooper trying to call him down. For what? A joke about his wife and G.I. Jane? Come on. That was embarrassing. A very bad look. Love Will, but not after this BS. Look at all of these celebrities. Dana White. Finally, there's an Oscars show worth watching. And Chris Rock has a chin. Piers Morgan said, it was real. Just seen the uncensored footage. Will Smith hit Chris Rock for cracking a G.I. Jane joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Then twice screamed, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth at him, his ugliest moment in Oscar history. Maybe Chris Rock wasn't in on it. Maybe he was. Maybe Will Smith planned this. I don't, I don't think, so, yeah, I don't think I have, uh, I don't think I have the story pulled up. Do I, do I have it here? Yes, here we go. Page six, check it out. 7.55 a.m. this morning, Will Smith bragged about bringing chaos before viral Oscars slap. Okay. Me and Jada Pinkett Smith got all dressed up to choose chaos. The actor ominously said before he marred his best actor winning night. In the clip, the pair had posed lovingly smiling together before pulling a series of aggressive faces and gestures as intimidating music played. Is that indicative of Will Smith knowing something was going to happen? Not necessarily. Bring the chaos. What does that even mean? I don't know. It's a little on the nose, isn't it? Take a look at this. Let's go down to uh, the, what do we have here? They say uh, Variety executive or edit, uh, executive editor Raman Setude was live tweeting from the ceremony and that someone who worked for the Oscars told them that Rock was not interrupted by Smith at rehearsals on Saturday. There it is. Chris Rock was not interrupted by Smith at rehearsals. Could this be that Chris Rock randomly just threw out this joke that Will Smith had not heard? They were there for rehearsals. The whole thing staged. Quote, it was not supposed to happen. It was real, he wrote. Really? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online. 
up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. After the slap, Smith was seen being comforted and consoled by Denzel Washington. Bradley Cooper also pulled Smith aside and was seen in close conversation. Satuta, watching from inside the theater, said that Smith's publicist approached him and spoke with him during a commercial break. Smith won his first Academy Award in his 33-year acting career on Sunday for his portrayal of Richard Williams in, in King Richard. Interesting. It's interesting. Check it out. This is from Radar Online. We have a shade alert. Oscars host Regina Hall Coyley calls out Will and Jada Pinkett Smith's open marriage. I'm wondering if this was before or after the slap. I think it was before the slap, uh, to be honest, but I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. They're all acting like, no, no, it was real. How do you have stage rehearsals with this kind of with, with this kind of stuff going on? Will Smith being there and nothing happens. Again, if perhaps Chris Rock just threw this joke out off the top of his head. Sure. I'll put it this way. I'm not entirely convinced that it was staged. I don't know. It may have been Will Smith staging something for attention. I mean, where's where's he been? What's what, what's his notoriety? Was it he's winning his first Academy Award? his first, this night. He wanted to make it something to remember. Chris Rock, after getting smacked, said that was the greatest night in, in, in the history of television. Come on, man. Staged doesn't mean that everyone at the Oscars was in on it, but it certainly could, could imply that Will Smith thought he knew he was going to bring the chaos. Maybe Will Smith, in rehearsal, heard the joke. Maybe then he was like, I don't like that. Maybe after the rehearsal, Jada was like, you're going to let him tell that joke. And he's like, no, nah, I'll go up there and smack him. It'll be great. We're not going to get in trouble. There you go. Where do we go from here, my friends? Well, as I said before, I, 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 Joe Biden was calling for regime change with Russia. There's a whole bunch of really serious news. And I got to be honest, I think this is it's really bad that Will Smith did this. But um, there is some good in that we're arguing about something that doesn't matter all that much. Sometimes that's a good thing. And I remember when I was younger, I used to be like, I wish people would stop arguing over sports and talk about politics and the crazy things affecting our world. And then I got what I wished for. And then I got older and I was like, maybe people need to chill out and stop focusing so heavily on politics, man. And uh, maybe now I'll get my wish. Yo, there's a happy medium. We can talk about politics, but we don't got to be screaming and going at each other's throats over it. When, when politics becomes pop culture and politics becomes tribal, you push towards civil war. When pop culture is pop culture, when celebrity gossip and conflict is, nobody's going to go fight each other over like, I support Chris Rock, I support Will Smith. It's, no. People will tweet mean things at each other, sure. But there's no policy implications. No one's life is going to be ruined or anything like that. In the end, next year at the Oscars, people might be like, hey, I kind of want to watch that in case somebody gets smacked. And people will talk about something else. Of course, there's always some weird cultural issue. But when I see this tweet from this Keatings Smith about Chris Rock's misogynist joke, cuck is trending in the United States. Me too is trending. You got to love it. When I see this, I'm like, 
hey, maybe we're going to go back in time. Maybe that's a good thing. Six years ago, what were we arguing about? We weren't arguing about people killing each other in the streets and, and you know people burning down cities. We were arguing about whether a joke was offensive or not. Ultimately, I think things kind of got out of control. The culture war has gone nuts, and it's leading us to dangerous political violence. If we go backwards in the culture war, it could indicate things are simmering down, and we go back to just arguing over jokes. I suppose the issue is many people are, are viewing this as a, an escalation in the culture war. The idea that someone telling a joke warrants getting slapped. The fact that people who are on the woke left are defending these actions, are saying words are violence, jokes are violence. And so now we've gone from this area, this era where comedians would be booed or canceled to this era where dude literally gets up, smacks the comedian across the face and no criminal charges get filed and people actually cheer it on. Damn. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan, you know? Now, of course, everyone's trying to claim we got the New York Times an onstage slap gives the Oscars more drama than it bargained for. I, you know what, man, spare me. I'll tell you what's happening right now. Publicists, the Oscars, PR people, they are laughing. They probably, they probably saw this happen last night. The moment it happened, they get on their phones and they're like, this is great. What do we do? How do we get this play? Let's, let's call up all the journalists we know. Let's get producers and directors on the line giving comments. The Oscars are back in the news, baby. Everyone was happy. Chris Rock being the victim. Oh, man, they're going to play this up. They're going to play it up. Uh, Will Smith apparently apologized as he was accepting his award. So Chris Rock is going to play it off like, look, you know, Will Smith shouldn't have done it. He's going to get to be the victim. Will Smith is going to be like, yo, my, 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 my wife has, has, has an illness, has an ailment. She's being made fun of. Talk about a perfect scenario. No criminal charges. Will Smith being a tough guy after it turns out his wife's banging other dudes, I guess. Well, I don't know if she actually is banging other dudes, but uh, open relationship usually implies that. Opened up about his, op his tumultuous marriage. She's been, like, been in an entanglement with someone else. So Will Smith's emasculated. They're calling him a cuck. He gets to smack somebody. Chris Rock gets to be the victim. Everybody wins. I think, you know what, man? People need to realize something. All these news stories were fake. Why were all of these news stories fake? Ratings, clicks, attention economy, influence. Why would Will Smith plan this? The exact same reasons. I don't know he did. Um, you know, I will, I will say... Chris Rock, after getting hit, does seem shaken up. Some people say that Chris Rock moves before getting hit. He does. And I find that weird. If you slow-mo the video, as Will Smith's hand is coming, Chris Rock moves with it and then gets hit. Maybe he was moving to dodge it. That's simple. Re Reflex, the hand's coming, and he goes like this to move out of the way. But I'd imagine maybe it's, it's, a, maybe it's just, um, you know, you, maybe it's not, maybe it doesn't make sense. But wouldn't, if someone was swinging at you, you just like, get out of the way. Yeah, like if you saw it coming, you wouldn't move with the hand. You wouldn't move your hand in the direction of where the, you know, the slap is. You wouldn't move your face in the direction where the hand is going. The hand's coming in. You'd, you'd like lunge backwards if someone, or put your hands up, right? Put your hands up. That's the thing. I, this, this, is the, this is the crazy thing to me. Will Smith is, I, I guess, you know, he's got some training. He did an open palm slap. Doesn't cause that much damage. He could have punched him. He slapped him. Chris Rock doesn't defend, but does flinch. 
I just don't buy it, man. If someone walks, first of all, Will Smith starts walking up to him aggressively and he's like, oh no, oh no. And Chris Rock has, doesn't do anything. Someone started walking to me, I'd be like, I mean, I granted you're on TV and you don't assume someone's going to hit you, but I at least have my hands in front of my body. And then when, as soon as I saw his hand go back, you put your hands up instantly. Don't, doesn't everybody do that? They go like this and they pull their head back. Chris Rock goes like this. He moves his head to the side. I think it's staged, but um, I don't know, man. The next segment I'm going to be doing is going to be talking about regime change, war, Hunter Biden and bio lab. So you know what? It was fun to talk about celebrity gossip nonsense, culture war issues, and a smack in the face, whatever. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. And now, back to our regularly scheduled programming. This morning, I was talking about Will Smith smacking Chris Rock and how I think it might be staged. More people are coming out saying that may be the case because Chris Rock moves with the hand in the direction, which is like a fight choreography, choreography thing, I guess so that you don't actually get hurt. You move with the hand. Anyway, I talked about that. It's fun to talk about celebrity gossip. But uh, as I mentioned, now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Biden's job approval rating hits lowest point of his presidency, as most Americans think the U.S. is headed in the wrong direction. Most Americans would be correct. President Joe Biden's approval rating keeps falling in his second year in the White House. Just 40% of Americans approve of the job he's doing. An NBC News survey finds the lowest rating Biden has seen is in, in, in his presidency. Now, of course, I, I, I need not tell you that in aggregate, it's actually substantially worse than just this one poll. But I'll tell you this, Joe Biden in his utmost desperate time, very desperate, is proposing a 20% minimum tax on the ultra uh, tax on the ultra wealthy that could see Elon Musk paying up to $24 billion a year on his unrealized gains from stock value. That is, let, let me let me make sure I can clear this up for you guys. What this is actually saying is that the government will seize 20% of an individual's net worth if they have at least $100 million or more. I got to be honest, I'm not super concerned about people with $100 million. I am concerned, however, with the government taking people's money by force and uh, to an extreme degree. Obviously, a lot of people think taxation is theft. I don't think some taxation is theft. I think a lot of taxation is theft. But of course, I must be the milquetoast fencer on this one. Some taxes I think are fine. Um, maybe the, Maybe what we really need is tax reform. I like the idea that, you know, we kind of pitch into a subscription service for certain things that we don't really want privatized. Maybe some people do. I personally don't. Um, and there's a, there's a debate about it. If we vote on it and it changes, I wouldn't cry. I just, you know, figure out how to navigate. But uh, paramedics, uh, firefighters, I think firefighters and police, you've got to, you got, it's got to be public with firefighters, especially. Imagine, you know, someone's house is burning and the fire department pulls up and they're like, that person doesn't subscribe to our service. So we're going to let it burn. You can't. Because then the fire burns everyone else's buildings. What do they do? We're going to douse only, only the left and the right houses. The one in the middle can burn down, but we'll make sure the other ones don't burn down. That's ridiculous. You've got to stop the fires. Well, let's get started with Joe Biden's failing approval rating before we uh, jump into why he may be proposing something so insane, which will never go anywhere. CNBC says, Biden's three percentage point drop in job approval since January comes as a large majority of Americans continue to say the United States is headed in the wrong direction, the poll found. A total of 71% of respondents to the poll said they believe the country is off on the wrong is off on the wrong track. What is that? That is a single percentage point less 
than the portion of respondents who gave that answer in the same poll taken in mid-January. The latest grim numbers for, uh, for Biden come as he leads a Western coalition backing Ukraine's resistance to its invasion by Russia. Americans are dealing with an inflation rate not seen since the 80s. And as the U.S. enters the third full year of the COVID pandemic, I just I don't even pay attention to half this stuff anymore. I got to be honest. Inflation, obviously, but I mean like COVID and, you know, Russia, Ukraine. Yeah, this is stuff you can't escape, to be completely honest. But the COVID stuff, I'm like, people still doing that? What this poll says is that President Biden and Democrats are headed for a catastrophic election. Republican pollster Bill McInturf of Public Opinion Strategy, who conducted the survey with Democratic pollster Jeff Horwitt of Heart Research Associates, told NBC News. They surveyed 1,000 adults, 790 whom were registered voters over four days last week. It is a margin of error of 3.1%. All right. They want to say that Democrats hold a narrow 12-vote majority in the House. Democrats only control the Senate because of the tie-breaking vote from the vice president, which means Republicans need only one seat in the Senate, or technically one defector. And in the House, they need to win, you know what, only seven seats to flip to, to flip things in their, in their control. Maybe I'm doing the math wrong, but you get the point. They know it's bad. This, my friends, move uh, from Joe Biden, this minimum tax is insane. And I think it shows the utmost desperation. Biden is trying to win over progressives who have largely abandoned him. But it seems kind of weird, right? We just saw the State of the Union address where Joe Biden basically said a whole bunch of Trumpian things. Hmm. I wonder, is Joe Biden going for a split media strategy here? In the State of the Union, you're getting a lot of TV viewers. There's going to be older people. So Biden comes out and he says things that sound very Trumpian, trying to attract middle-aged voters. Online, we get this viral story about Biden's new proposal. This is going to be shared among many progressives. Who will you believe? Which Joe Biden will you believe? The centrist protect the borders Joe Biden who says, I'm a capitalist? Or the internet Joe Biden who says, we're going we're gonna to put a minimum tax on unrealized gains for these billionaires. Come on, man. Who? How about this? How about you pay attention to all of it and you realize Joe Biden is crooked and he's just going to say whatever he has to say, right? The Daily Mail reports, President Joe Biden is reportedly planning to propose a new minimum tax targeting billionaires, establishing a 20% levy on all American households with more than $100 million. So it's a not a billionaire tax. It's a hundred millionaire tax. The White House plans to unveil the billionaire minimum income tax on Monday as part of Biden's 2023 budget plan, according to the Washington Post. But it would have to pass through Congress to become law and would likely face stiff opposition from some quarters. I got to pause for a minute. If you came to me and said you wanted to increase the progressive tax rate on people who make more than $100 million, I'd be like, Okay, yeah, for sure. I'm down, whatever. But uh, if you come to me and say you want to tax their unrealized gains, then I'm like, yeah, that makes no sense. The proposal aims to close a purported loophole that benefits the nation's 700 odd billionaires, many of whom have most of their wealth in stock, which is not taxed until it is sold for a profit, which makes sense. If I have an orange and I bought it for one dollar and then I just hold on to it for a couple days and then someone says you can eat that orange, I sell it to you for two dollars. I made a one dollar profit on my orange. I then pay the tax on that profit. Now, I'm not even necessarily a big fan of that kind of taxation, but, you know, there's a certain point where I'm like, some taxes I think are okay. I don't know how I feel about the income tax, to be completely honest. But for the time being, if we're going to be in a progressive tax system on income, I think we need to scale up 
the income brackets. We need to create more. The problem, however, is that just giving money to government doesn't solve any of the problems. So I don't know what the point is in the long run. The White House plan would mandate billionaires to pay a tax rate of at least 20% on their total income, including the combination of traditional forms of wage income and whatever they may have made in unrealized gains or the rising value of stock before it sold. That's psychotic. This is, should never be allowed. And mark my words, you better pay attention to this. If the government has a right to tax you on unrealized gains, the government can come and say, hey, you bought a car last year, right? And you're like, uh, yeah, I did. Hmm. There's a car shortage right now. Your car is worth double. It, it is. I wasn't going to sell it. Doesn't matter. That $2,000 car is now worth $4,000. That's a $2,000 unrealized gain. I'm afraid you're going to have to pay us 20% on top. So you owe us 400 bucks. And then, wait, 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 I owe you $400 because I own the car? Well, you know, the car's valuing up. Says who? Says us. But I don't have $400. Why don't you sell the car? Okay, I sold the car and I only got $2,000 for it. Oh, only $2,000? We thought it was worth four. Well, you still owe us 20% on the total sale. So where's that $400? The government could force you to sell property? That's insane. And don't think it'll stop with the billionaires. When they launched the income tax, they were like, it is but a meager tax on only the wealthiest. You regular working Joes have nothing to worry about. We're not taxing you. Then once it's law, every year they just move it down a little bit further and further until, yeah, you buy a house. Think about it this way. They say $100 million. What happens when inflation hits and your house that's worth 500 is now worth a million? Because we're already seeing it. Houses that were worth, you know, 300 are going for 400 these days. What happens when you buy a house for 300K, you save up for 10 years or whatever, you put that down payment down, you buy the house, and they say, you own this house, right? Right. You also have a mortgage on the house. Okay. If you own the house and you have a mortgage, now this may not apply in all circumstances, but consider this. The house goes up in value by double. And they say, your $300,000 house is now 600. That's a $300,000 unrealized gain. And you say, well, I still owe $300,000 on the mortgage. And they were like, and, and, and they say, sure, sure, but your debts have nothing to do with your gains, right? You've always had the debt. No, you've gained 300K in value. You owe us 20%. 60 grand on my house? And they're going to be like, you owe us $60,000 because your house went up in value. Now, of course, right now, they're not proposing that. But think about where we're at. Where will this bring us in 50 years? What happens when $100 million is the equivalent of $1,000? Maybe it won't ever get that high, but I certainly think so. When I was a kid, when I was your age, candy bars cost 45 cents. They're triple the cost now, triple. The house I grew up in, I think it's worth like quadruple. Like the, the amount of money that it went for in the early 90s to, to today is like 350% increase. So here's, here's what you got to consider. Inflation, value increase, and the lowering of this threshold. It's $100 million now, but it'll come down. They say, although the proposed tax would apply to all American households worth more than $100 million, the White House says the majority of new revenue raised by the tax would come from billionaires. It's always a big trick, isn't it? 
Since taking office, Biden has faced a clamor from the progressive wing of his party to impose some kind of new tax targeting the ultra wealthy. Yeah, they want the wealth tax. But until now, the exact form of such plan has remained unclear. As inequality has grown in the nation, proponents of a billionaire's tax have pointed out the richest Americans often pay a much lower effective tax rate than middle class workers if their unrealized stock gains are treated as income, which is insane. You see the lie here? Let me tell you a story, my friends. I have a lot of money. I pay more than half of the money I get in taxes, more than half. And that's not counting sales tax. I'm talking about if you send me money, typically, because of the way everything works, about about half of that goes to taxes, half. And people are like, would you tax the rich more? Well, truth be told, to a certain degree, I'm one of those people. But taxing properly, it doesn't make sense to have an unrealized gain tax rate, to claim the wealthy are not being taxed at the same rate as Americans. There are certain things people need to understand. You see these guys, they come out and they're like, I've decided that my million dollar salary is too much. So I'm going to raise the salary of all of my employees and drop my salary down. Then they announce some random number. They'll say, we're going to give $80,000 to all of our employees. And I, the CEO, will reduce my salary to $80,000. And he says, because this is the right thing to do. And everyone claps, right? Because to the untrained, to the the undiscerned, the undiscerning, whatever the word would be, they think, The CEO is now making less money. No, the profits still exist in the company and they can still be paid out as this individual sees fit. But when profits are paid out, they're taxed at a lower rate. So when someone who's the CEO of a company making millions of dollars announces he's lowering his his salary, I wonder if what really happens is they're like, okay, if we increase the salaries of everybody to 80,000, we're going to spend an additional, you know, like, two or $300,000 in, in uh, uh, labor costs, including the increase in wages and the increased tax because you get taxed on both ends. Or you get taxed 7.5% and the employee pays a 7.5% tax. However, it provides cover for the CEO to say, I'm reducing my salary by $920,000, which would save you 7%. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe this current math, you know, the numbers I'd have to go through, but the general idea is, You could save money if you could plausibly argue you're no longer taking a massive salary. So if you're if your company, if your CEO makes five million and he says, I'm dropping it down four point nine two million dollars in my salary because it's the right thing to do. But then he still pays himself a massive profit share. He can argue, look, I lowered my salary to make a statement. Granted, the IRS is going to be like, nice try, buddy. You owe us that money. Now, there's a cap, I think, on employment taxes, but you get the point. People try and play these dirty games. I don't think a wealth tax makes sense. It won't work. Elon Musk would have to pay $24.2 billion this year, which means he'd have to sell stock he's not legally allowed to sell. It makes no sense. The world's richest men, including Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, have much of their wealth in the form of stock. As their stock rises in value, they are able to finance lavish lifestyles by taking out loans secured by their stock holdings. But loans are not taxed as income. And in many cases, the interest payments are tax deductible. So this is so dumb. In many cases, the reason they do that, they take a loan out on their shares. Their shares are worth $100 million. They're hoping the shares will go up to, you know, $200 million, And then they need only sell half as many shares to pay off that loan. The rising value of stock holdings known as unrealized gains is also not taxed as income. And why would it be? 
If I'm holding an object, and you tell me it's worth 10 times more. I got to pay you taxes on that. I don't have the money. Give a homeless guy a solid gold fiddle and they'll be like, you just earned income versus worth the value of the solid gold fiddle. Can you sell a solid gold fiddle? Probably not. How would you pay taxes on it? And therein lies the big challenge with the way our tax system works. It ultimately just keeps poor people poor. And the left celebrates this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, we had Jeremy Boring, CEO of, co-CEO of Daily Wire on last week. And I asked him this on the show. Because he, he said he only he, he didn't make more than 25000 a year until he was 35. And I said, was it shocking, the, the restrictions you discovered on, on your money once you became rich? And he's like, oh, yeah. You can't give people money. People don't know this. You can't give money away. You literally can't. Up to $15,000, right? You can. So some people seem to think that, I think it's, I think it's because the average person, like, look, $15,000 is a lot of money. It's like 20% or even, you know, uh, uh, well, $15,000 could be 20 or 30% of someone's income, maybe even 40% someone's yearly income, depending on what their salary is. So, you know, when you think about small things, you can give money away. I can go out and buy, you know, a PlayStation 5 and give it to someone, tax-free gift. But when you're very wealthy and you want to give money to somebody, say uh, you want to help somebody out and you're like, I think this person's fantastic. You need to find a legal means to do it through investment, through a loan, through work for hire. And it has to be legitimate work for hire. You can't hire someone for, let's say you have a company and you're a burger restaurant and you're like, I'm going to hire this employee and I'm going to pay him 50 bucks an hour. The IRS will say, why are you paying this employee 50 bucks an hour? And they'll say, you know, they're just worth it. And they'll be like, nice try. You're trying to give money. It is an unreasonable salary for this position at a burger restaurant. And they will come after you. People don't get it. They think you can pay somebody whatever you want. The the crazy thing, too, it's really frustrating, is when people are like, the the leftists say, you should be paying people more money. Um, I can't. Isn't that funny? I mean, you can try. You know, like that guy I met, uh, you know, like the hypothetical I mentioned where you pay your employees a higher salary. You can do things like that, do a big stunt and raise the salaries for everybody. But there's an issue if you're hiring people and paying them above market, the IRS might come to you and say, we want to know why you're paying so much money. This is above market rate. Now, is it illegal? Not necessarily, but it could be an indication of you trying to give people money to bypass certain restrictions and taxes. They may want to, they may have questions about that. Why are you giving so much money away? It may not be illegal. They may not stop you, but boy, will it jam you up. You just can't do this stuff. So right now, what happens is this tax, in my opinion, is a lie. It's a trick. It's a manipulation. Elon Musk would not be able to sell his stock. There are legal restrictions on selling stock. Elon Musk did sell much of his stock and then paid massive taxes on it. Let's say you're the CEO of a company. You start a company and you sell books on the internet. 
Cost you 10 grand to start, you saved the money. You own 100% of the shares. 10 years goes by, you're still sole owner, and now that that $10,000 investment became a billion dollars. The government comes to you and says, you have an unrealized gain. That's that's You, you made basically a billion dollars. You got to pay taxes on it. Let's say for the first five years, the company is worth a couple hundred grand. And then one day they introduce this tax and they say, OK, you 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 for your 10 grand investment has become 300 grand. You owe us sixty thousand dollars. You're like, just because my business is worth 300K doesn't mean I have 60 grand to give you. Let's say a year goes by and the company is now worth a billion dollars in one year. And they say, you're going to owe us. What would, what, what would that be? Two hundred million dollars based on this tax. And you're like, we literally don't have that. The value of the company is based off of an IPO we did and we sold a bunch of stock and we have, you know, 50 million in cash reserves to grow the business. And they'll be like, sell more. And then you're like, I got to sell my company away. 20% of the company would have to be sold to cover this cost. But then what? How are they going to balance unrealized gains? If you then sell it, do you still then have unrealized gains? The system doesn't make sense. I think Joe Biden's just screwing with everybody, to be honest. I think this is trash. It'll never pass. We know it won't pass. We know it makes no sense. But progressives, they need a bone. So Biden's going to throw him a bone and be like, I'm going to tax the rich. Trying to get votes for Democrats. What'll happen now is you're going to get all the Democrats coming out saying, we support this effort to tax the rich. Republicans on logic are going to be like, this makes no sense. And the Democrats are going to be like, see, don't vote Republican. They won't tax the rich. Thus is the dirty game we play nowadays. I wish the people who actually wrote policy and, 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 and tried to make changes actually cared. But in the end, it's obvious. They want power. They will do whatever it takes to get power. And they will lie to you every step of the way. I think there should be some way to stop income inequality. Income inequality is a really, really bad thing. Wealth inequality is a really bad thing. This is nonsense. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.